number one, it's a really good way to connect. But number two, it's a really good way to showcase what you've done. And using Pinterest for interior design and designing and creatives is different than say like a food creator or somebody that's, you know, DIY, but you're really showcasing how you can design and how you can really level up the design for future clients and people really becoming aware of you. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Today's episode is brought to you by interior design life and business coach, Desi Creswell. Have you downloaded Desi's Get It Done Daily Planner yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Free yourself from overwhelm by going to desicreswell.com slash daily planner. That's desicreswell.com slash daily planner. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Jethro Powell, and I am coming to you with the very first episode from my new digs in Maryland. And let me tell you something, I need a chiropractor and I need one badly. <laughs> Just myself and my girlfriend, bad English, I know, moved my entire household with a U-Haul. That's not a stereotype, right? Here's a joke. What does a lesbian bring on a second date? The answer, a (laughs) U-Haul. In my defense, it wasn't the second date. Moved my entire house, just just her and I, just her and I, just she and I. Which one's correct? Jerry Cerruti. And the Peloton treadmill is like 450 pounds by itself. We both need a hospital, some copious amounts of anti-inflammatories, but uh, I'm here and I have my office and I have my podcast studio all set up. And today's interview with Kate All was amazing, very first in my new interview. And let me tell you, there's some serious, at the risk of uh, stealing John Lee Dumas's little tagline here, value bombs for Pinterest. Today's all about Pinterest, and it's been a hot minute since we've done an episode on Pinterest. And I'll be honest, my milieu is Instagram. That's my main area of expertise. So I'm a little rusty on my Pinterest, but went in there and all caught up now, and so will you. And if you are a Wingnut Premium member, you can actually go in there today and get the extended bonus interview with Kate All with some extra value that she laid down on video for Pinterest and Google searchability for Pinterest and some extra advanced tips. She was kind enough to stay around and hook you guys up with that. If you're not a Wingnut Premium member, well, what the hell? Go to wingnutpremium.com and check it out. It's only $14.95 a month and you get the extra bonus episodes with all the extra content. The first six episodes alone are worth the price of admission as it walks you through your social media strategy and how to develop it and DIY it for yourself so you can get some real ROI from that. There is a Wingnut Social Premium members-only Facebook group. You can go in there and ask anything related to social media theory or questions or what the hell is going on with your social media marketing. Once a month, we have a mastermind or a webinar. When it gets too big to be a mastermind, it's going to be a webinar, but it'll be something similar for that. The first one that we had uh, last month was terrific. It was a nice, intimate group, uh, very well received. Everybody learned a lot. It it was great having the one-to-one with everybody. So again, go to wingnutpremium.com and check that out. We'd be happy to have you on board. 
Oh, I almost forgot to tell you, you also get a content planning calendar for Instagram every month with all the little holidays. You can have something to bounce off, captions, ideas, etc. So tons and tons of value for the money. Get in on it now while it's cheap because it ain't going to stay this cheap for long. Okay, now it is time for Mini News Sesh. It's time for Mini News, Mini News Sesh. Yeah. yeah! Today's Mini News Sesh is apropos because it's about Pinterest. Short and sweet, but guess what Pinterest is thinking about doing? And actually, Kate had some thoughts on this in the Wingnut Premium episode, but Pinterest is actually going to start testing live stream events. Hmm. Pinterest is expanding into live events. They're going to actually start with hosting a three-day live virtual kind of situation event with uh, some creators that they picked out and see how that goes. So it's in beta. So the actual video session will live on Pinterest. So it's not like, hey, here's Pinterest. Let's go off to Zoom or Google Meet or, or what have you. It's actually the whole experience is going to live in Pinterest can have up to, I think it's three or four creators in the live stream and you can chat and interact with the creator. So again, doubling down on the video situation, see how live stream works out. Um, personally, is that something I would tune in for? I mean, I guess if it was a big enough influencer, if you told me Kelly Wurstler was doing a live stream on Pinterest, which doesn't really seem like her aligning with her brand or somebody that I was seriously interested in, hell yeah, I'd show up for that. So I don't know how it's going to make Pinterest more money or, you know, how it's going to make us more money uh, in the design industry is created, but it might be pretty cool for an educational kind of thing to go in there and see your creators and talk to them, be able to communicate with them in, in real time. Speaking of talking to creators in real time, I was in Clubhouse last night, or was it this morning? No, it was last night. <laughs> and Tiffany Haddish was in there in a room. So you could just go in there, you could raise your hand, you could ask her questions about her new movie. If you're not familiar with Tiffany Haddish, she's a comedian, actress. She's very gifted, brilliant. I love her. She's one of my favorites. So yeah, I'd show up for If Tiffany Haddish did a live stream on Pinterest, I'd show up for that. So that could be really, really super cool. It kind of first, I think of that and then the Reddit AMA, Ask Me Anything. So they actually could have some traction. So right now, Pinterest isn't offering tools for us to do that. You know, they're just getting their feet wet to see how, you know, how that goes. They have to go and see what the reception is, how it plays out. Is it going to be a thing? You know, Pinterest is really broadening out with a lot of things that they offer for their shareholders and really focusing on making income. And in this episode, you're going to hear a little bit of, uh, more about that and also in the uh, premium episode as well. All right. So that's it. Is that something that you guys would tune in for, for a live stream Pinterest? Maybe, maybe not. Let's see how they do it. We'll keep an eye on it. Mini news sesh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now for my main interview with Kate All. Kate All is the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media, a Pinterest management and marketing company. Through their work with over 700 Pinterest accounts, they take a data-driven approach to crafting a Pinterest strategy that aims to help their clients and students find their perfect person on Pinterest. Kate teaches thousands of people about Pinterest marketing through various speaking engagements in her excellent podcast, The Simple Pin Podcast. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Kate All to the Wingnuts Social Podcast. Hey there, Kate All. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am good. I love that intro. That's the best. <laughs> I am like that. I mean, I feel like I could, I, I might adopt that into mine. It's so good. It's just a, it's better than anything. I am, I am like, I would say I'm good and it's sunny out and I'm slightly discombobulated, but I'm here and I'm talking to you. So I feel good. 
I know all about being discombobulated. I was telling the listeners before uh, in, in the intro, I just had my big move to Maryland, and this is my first, you're my first interview in uh, Maryland. So congrats. First. Love it. First, it's it's a little strange. I'm used to Miami. So oh. I went, actually worked, I worked out this morning in the garage and I didn't even sweat. <laughs> that is a huge <laughs> change. Holy cow. <laughs> It could be a testament to how hard I worked out, too. So we won't go into that. There you that. go. All right. So as I was telling the listeners, you are the super queen, the superpower, all being, all knowing queen of Pinterest. And we are going to dive in. It's been a hot minute since we've done a show on Pinterest. It's been a hot couple of minutes. So, you know, as you know, probably know, I hope you know, that my uh, main audience is interior designers, that niche genre or adjacent verticals. Thank you very much to all of you home pros out there who are listening. So let's dig in into Pinterest. First of all, just tell us a little bit about how you became such an expert on Pinterest and then we'll um, we'll dive in. Yeah, I became an uh, expert on it out of desperation. My family was super poor. (laughs) We were at the end of our rope living on food stamps, running out of unemployment in 2013. And a friend we had, I'd been working for her and I'd been doing Facebook marketing and Pinterest marketing. And she basically was like, man, you should manage people's Pinterest pages because people are trying to figure it out. And I said, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. People are never going to go for that. She was like, well, you're poor, so you don't have any other options. So I was like, well, she's got a point. <laughs> so I dove into everything Pinterest at the time. It was just three years old. And so I basically want to figure out like, okay, how can I help marketers go from a personal use of Pinterest, which some most people know how to do, to a business use. So I immersed myself to work with a couple clients and they were like, this is amazing because I don't want to figure out Pinterest. I want somebody to do it for me so I can focus on other areas of my business. They told a few people, they told a few more people. And then I all of a sudden had a bunch of clients and I guess a business. And I was like, well, I guess I better (laughs) figure this out. So I hired a business coach and he coached me through the first steps. And now we have organic management, paid management. I have 38 team members and I've got a company on my hands. So that's how I got into it. Isn't that amazing? I love that so much. That kind of parallels how I got into Wingnut Social is because I I kind of fell into doing the social media marketing for myself for Darla Powell Interiors. And designers came to me and said, hey, do you want to do this? And before I knew it, I had a business. And I'm like, well, hell, I guess I need to really dive in and, and know what the hell I'm talking about. So I will admit that we don't get a lot of clients who have us handling Pinterest. So I'm so happy that you're here because, like I said, it has been a long time. So our since our audience is mostly the creative types, how important is Pinterest for us creative type individuals? We've worked with some interior designers and it is it is felt hard for them to kind of wrap their brain around how they can use it for Pinterest, how they can really deep dive into it. And we see it kind of twofold. One, it's a way to connect with your clients because most of your clients' ideas originate on Pinterest. I'm sure many have had them meet with them, open up their Pinterest boards and say, I want to do this. In fact, I had a contractor one time and said, I love it when people open up Pinterest because every time they do, the job gets more expensive and I make more money because these are ideas (laughs) that people just are like, well, can't you do this? Cause it's on Pinterest. So I would say that's number one. It's a really good way to connect. But number two, it's a really good way to showcase what you've done and using Pinterest for interior design and designing and creatives is different than say like a food creator or somebody that's, you know, DIY, but you're really showcasing how you can design and how you can really level up the design for future clients and people really becoming aware of you. So 
And there's so many good things I would say that you can leverage with Pinterest, but it's not Instagram. And a lot of people are right there in that headspace of Instagram. And that leap over to Pinterest just feels so tough and so labor intensive, but it's really not. So. Okay. So a couple things. First of all, we, my design firm, Darla Palantiris, which I've since not, I'm not doing the design anymore because I'm focusing 100% on Wingnut Social. We use Pinterest as a, a tool. It was a utility for clients to share their inspo, share the work. You're 100% right. Um, I would like this done in my house. Well, what is your budget, Mr. Client? Um, it's this. Well, that picture is that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, you know, it's it's three times that. It's 3x that. So uh, it's a very good tool. And it, not only that, but it helped us dial in their aesthetic so much quicker. It saves on design time hours because we could nail it. You know, they show us pictures with shiplap in it. We pretty much kind of know where they're. <laughs> you're like, oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many episodes of Fix Sharper have you watched again? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the differences from Instagram to Pinterest. What what are the main differences and how, how do we approach them? Yeah. So number one, using Instagram, we go there to kind of get followed in people's lives, like caught up in people's lives that we follow, right? Because you have to follow them to see in your feed, unless you go to that main like screen, which I never go to on Instagram. But the home. for the most part, you're looking right, that home screen, you're really looking to just like wander, get lost in stories. And very rarely do people on Instagram move off the platform because the ecosystem is so good at keeping you in it, right? Well, then you go over to Pinterest and the intent changes. The intent moves to how can you serve me and I need a solution to my problem. So if somebody's looking for design inspiration kind of in the moment, it's on Instagram, it kind of hits them and they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. And I'm going to keep following this person. But on Pinterest, they go uh, modern farmhouse decor or um, living room, whatever. They don't care about you. So that's number one, the big leap. They're not interested in a brand they're not interested in any of that. They're only interested in the goal. So the client who comes to you with this inspiration board, there is no attachment to a brand name at all. There is simply attachment to design. So it's search and discovery on Pinterest and it's follow, get lost in a brand on Instagram. I love that you said search and discovery because Pinterest is very SEOable, right? Yeah. It's kind of like Google with the search engines is so important to make sure we can get into that in a little bit. Okay, so let's talk about the main ROI from Pinterest. So if you're an interior designer on Pinterest, and we've discussed we're using it as tools for clients to see and to facilitate the aesthetic and the design and maybe even increase your uh, project scope. What is the main ROI from Pinterest for, is it going to get you ideal clients? I know it increases website traffic and for bloggers, it's incredibly important for home pros in that arena. And I have a follow-up to that. So most of the people we work with in the design space, their goal is simply awareness. They want to be saved to people's boards. They want to be top of mind. They want to start to create a brand recognition that they're an option. And we have a design person in our collective, which is our community, and he uses it specifically for that reason. I want people to begin to recognize me on Pinterest and then associate my design with my name, even though I might not be the the masses right away, but there's that certain 10 to 20% that I do appeal to that when they come back to the boards, they might be like, man, I've saved a ton of this person's designs. I'm going to pursue them potentially to go to their website and see how can I work with them? And especially with COVID happening, right? Like we've learned to kind of cross the lines 
on Zoom potentially and work with somebody who's not even local. So it just gets that awareness and that style, especially that you have, that you can increase um, the awareness of your brand. I found that for Darla Palantir is extremely helpful to gain traffic to my website for the blog, blog articles. And all the blog articles are what you said before, how can it solve a problem for the certain person looking for that title. But another thing I have discovered with Pinterest is the bounce rate seems to be incredibly high. What is that all about? (laughs) And is that is that a horrible thing? I will say that it's not crazy, horrible and really normal. And that's because the pinner is in that mindset of they're like, okay, I have an intent. I need to get to this. I need to get to this. I'm going to click on this. I'm going to go here. Now, if you notice that your high bounce rate is basically people coming to the wrong page on your site. So let's say your pins on Pinterest are only linked to your homepage and not specifically to the blog post. Then people are like, well, I didn't get what I was wanting and now I have to move away. So we aim to say, if you can get it about in the 80s, like high 80s, that's pretty good for Pinterest. If you're creeping up to 95% or higher, then something must be amiss. And so going and looking at those pins that are driving the most traffic to your website making sure they're the right links so that people do mm-hmm. stick around a little bit longer. And there are certain tools you can you can use to check for broken links or to do audits on your Pinterest, right? Is is does Tailwind do that? Does Tailwind do audits? They don't. So but they do highlight what the pins are. So I like to go into you can do Tailwind or you can do Google Analytics. If you go to like acquisition, all traffic, and then referral, you can click on Pinterest.com and it will show you exactly the pins that are driving traffic. I click on those to make sure that they're going to the right place or they're the right image or that, you know, like, oh, this is exactly what I need it to be. So it doesn't take a whole lot of digging, but it does take, for those who hate analytics, it's an annoying (laughs) 20 minutes of your day. (laughs) That's why they should hire someone like you or we need social for that, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I I, I want to backtrack a little bit because I always forget some people in the audience might be listening and not know what a bounce rate is. Mm. So let's explain that. So a bounce rate is how long people are staying on your website before they bounce. Yeah. Say peace. Bye, Felicia. So a high bounce rate would be they're in and out. Uh, a low bounce rate is they're hanging around. They're seeing what you're all about. They're reading your articles. They're going, you know, they're going to other pages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So exactly what you said, Pinterest, they just might be ADD, click on it, boo, 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 boo. I'm, that's how I do it. Yeah. I feel sorry for sometimes people's bounce rate when I go <laughs> I know. in and out. I know. Well, and another <laughs> really interesting point about the Pinterest user is they tend to be new users. They're not repeat. So if you look at some of those patterns too in analytics, you get a lot of new user session started as opposed to returning. Whereas sometimes on Instagram, if you do get people clicking, there are a lot of the return because they followed you. So if you're looking for a place for new eyeballs and new leads, Pinterest is the place. And sometimes that bounce rate is just something that goes along with that because there's that potential of new customers or new people to be aware of your brand. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Desi Cresswell, the life and business coach for interior designers. Desi, what is the difference between being busy and being productive? Darla, it's really about being effective in your business. Anyone can be busy, but it really takes intention and vision to be effective in your business. So often we're running from one thing to the next and putting out fires. And I don't want you to be more productive just for productivity and shoving more on your plate. Well, that, you know, Desi, that makes a ton of sense. And tell me a little bit about how your Get It Done Daily Planner is going to help interior designers with that. 
So this daily planner really teaches you how it's important to say no, just like it's important to say yes. We always want to be aligning our daily actions to the overall business goals that we have. And this planner teaches you to do that exact process. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to run over and check it out. And where do I go to do that? www.desicresswell.com forward slash daily planner. All right. That's desicresswell.com slash daily planner. Run, don't walk. Get yourself organized, be productive and not busy. Right. I will say that at Darla Palantir's Pinterest page, I want to say we get 400 or 500 hits a month, which isn't crazy. I don't I don't really um, work it a lot. I do some tailwind stuff, but I, I, I don't really go in there and focus. But I can't say that I've directly gotten a client mm. from that. Mm-hmm. But again, the blog traffic and the brand awareness, to your point, what you said before, and building that. And if you want to... Um, do collaborations with vendors or other brands or something, you can give them those statistics. You have this many people visiting your Pinterest page. It looks good too Mm -hmm. for that. That's been very helpful. Okay. So let's talk about money, shoppable pins. And so let's, let's, yeah, Yeah. you're taking a deep breath. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yes. So let me give you a little bit of the history here. So Pinterest did used to have shoppable pins. They pulled back on them completely. And then over 2020, they like doubled in user growth globally. And they basically said, Mm -hmm. whoa, we know Pinterest is a great informer of purchases, but people aren't actually making the purchases quickly. It's about three months until they actually take action because they're cold users. They're kind of like tire kickers checking things out, right? So Pinterest said, hey, we're going to create what's called a verified merchant program. So if you do have an online shop and you do have these tools, we want to help make shopping easy for you by showing that it's a shoppable pin. And then they're still going to purchase on your website. Pinterest has very explicitly said, we will not be a point of sale site. They're going to still go to your website. But we want to make it quicker. Like We want to make it almost instant. I think Pinterest challenge with that is that the user habits are not to buy right away. They're like, "Mm, I'm not quite sure. I'm Mm going to gather 50 different lamps and then I'm going to make a choice, right? (laughs) Guilty. Yeah. Oh, me too. (laughs) Um, So I think they're going to have a little bit of a challenge, but I do know in 2021, they're heavily putting a lot of effort behind shop integrations, behind video, Mm -hmm. behind these new things. They used to call them story pins. Now they're called idea pins. So they're trying to figure out these new diversified ways to get people to the shopping deciding point much quicker, obviously, because they have ads and they need to appeal to their ad buyers and all of that other businessy stuff. Yeah. When you were explaining that, I was thinking they're leaving a lot of money on the table by just referring out and not taking a piece of that action. Even though people, you know, especially with interior design, some of the stuff tends to be higher priced. Yeah. So people want to kick it around and think about it, but there's still got to be some money that they're leaving on the table if you could purchase it straight, you know, with an integration with Pinterest. And I own Pinterest stock. Yeah, me so. too. I know. <laughs> I watching that. <laughs> I'd like them to make more money. Especially, they've had a bad month, actually. They have had a bad okay, month. Okay. So, yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. But but it's I, I'm, I'm holding it for long term. So if an interior designer wants to look into the, the what did you say? It's not shoppable pins anymore. I'm sorry. What did you call it? You called it? So they are called Verified Merchant Program. That's Verified. That's it. Yeah. I, that, I even wrote it down. I just can't read my own writing. Okay. So if an interior designer wants to look into that or, or be you know ready when that fully kicks off 100%, what kind of things do you think that they would be successful 
selling for the lack of a better word? So I would say one of the things with the verified merchant program is it's released out there. You can Google Pinterest verified merchant program and it'll walk you through the steps to set it up. It is very clunky. Pinterest still has a lot of glitches and they're very picky about who they approve for it. It's kind of dumb overall. I'm just going to use that word. Um, so I would say if people didn't want to go that route and they felt like they weren't worried about that so much, I would focus more on creating images, using keywords that are going to lead places where, you know, you can get people to sign up for a consultation or do other things like that. Um, I like the shop tab for those who can purchase a product really easily. I'm going to say it's probably those that are under a hundred dollars or less, but we're talking about like higher end products. I would say the best thing is to lead to a form. And then at the bottom of that form, say, how did you hear about us? And begin to see if you're getting some Pinterest traffic. That way we have a custom handmade tile seller where, you know, her orders are between a thousand and six thousand dollars. And she will say, I don't need you to get the person to make that purchase. I need you to inspire them and inform them so they take action to get my samples or to do with these mm-hmm. other things where I know I can convert them. So remembering that on Pinterest, not to go so much for that sale, but go for the inspiration and then the information. And that's mm-hmm. where you're going to hook the Pinterest user to potentially make a buy. I would say with the whole shop integrations with Shopify, WooCommerce, all of those, right now it feels like more of a headache sometimes than it does okay. helpful. So look at it, see if it's something that's for you and you want to pursue it. But if it feels super labor intensive and not the right fit, it's totally okay to still do your Pinterest marketing without it. So it's not quite ready for prime time right now. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you you did mention story pins before, and you said that those have changed. What's going on with story pins? Okay. So story pins were in beta at the beginning of 2020, and only a small amount of people had them. And you could see them, but you couldn't get access to them. And then mid-July, they gave it to everybody. What they're trying to do is they're trying to say, um, creators, if you want to create a story or you want to showcase something that you offer, you can do it in cards not like Instagram where it's about you, but more about them, the steps to do a project, right? They've now changed the name of them just this week, actually yesterday, to Idea Pins. And I think that was because people were getting confused whether or not it was like Instagram or like any of those others. It sticks around forever. There's no 24-hour shelf life and people save them to their boards and they revisit them and you can get a lot of engagement, but there's no link. So... That means they just can get saved. And then at the end, it prompts people to follow your profile. And then what we're seeing is a lot of people are going to the profile and then they're clicking on the website. So you'll see an increase in the traffic to your main homepage on your site when you start to do these. I like them because let's say you don't want to write a blog post, but you want to showcase your new design in like six or seven cards of just showing people this is... I'll just keep going with the shiplap, the modern farmhouse, you know, like showing off this (laughs) and people are like, Oh, this is so cool. I'm going to save it for later. And then you didn't have to write a blog post. You already have the photos. You just slap them up there with some text and it just Mm -hmm. shows what the options are. And you have your branding on there too. 
Okay. So are you finding that it's getting at least more followers yeah. for, for creator? Okay. So that can increase your follower count. So a little bit of social metrics, vanity metrics, some social proof in case you want to grow that. Okay. Yep. That's good to know. I could work on that myself. Okay. And let's get to intellectual property and sharing. A lot of designers, um, not, not even a lot, but there's a, a percentage of designers who don't really like their work being shared. Yeah. Even with credit, how does Pinterest get around that? And is that going to be a problem at all, yeah. you know, moving forward? How do they get over that intellectual property bugaboo? Right. They've had struggles with this over the years a lot with the whole copyright, especially with artists and all of that. So they just recently created something within the last month called a claiming portal. So if you Google um, Pinterest claiming portal, this allows you to claim any of the pins that are connected with your website domain. I have to say I got through like the first two steps and then I kind of gave up because it just felt overwhelming. But this is what allows you to claim everything because Pinterest had a problem with stolen pins. And what was happening is scrapers were coming onto the site and they would scrape images and redirect them to, you know, like a super ads filled site. Right. And so Pinterest just had this stolen pins problem again with the copyright issue too, that kind of combined for them to create this claiming portal. So there's a few things people can do is verify your, get a Pinterest profile, number one, verify your domain, and then do this client claiming portal. I think it's on any platform. People still steal images, whether they do it maliciously or just because they just don't know it's what you shouldn't do. Um, exactly. So you can strike to remove those images from the platform, but you have to remember there's a way to do it to strike that specific image. It might also wipe out all the other ones that actually do link to a good location. So you can look for the copyright Pinterest copyright by Googling that. And you can see if you come across a pin that is stolen, that's your image but it goes somewhere else and somebody's not giving you credit, then you can go in and you can click this like little three dots and you can report the pin. And then that gives you options that way. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to do that? No. Or I wouldn't think it would be. You know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And if you're talking about brand awareness, I think if you go whole hog on that, you could do more harm than good. Right. Yeah. We've had people that would spend hours and hours and hours hunting down stolen <laughs> pins. But the beauty of Pinterest is like it's a snowball, right? Somebody pins one and then somebody pins it. Yeah. And it, it just... It's exponential. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You could have like 100,000 pins out there on people's boards. And if you strike to remove it, all those 100,000 just they're gone. They're wiped from the platform. So mm -hmm. yeah, I just don't think it's worth it. We've, we've asked a few lawyers about the DCMA and all of that kind of thing. And it's just not really worth your time. And what is DCMA? Um, that is the, oh, I always forget the thing, but it's basically the copyright. It's, I don't know what it is. I actually, I can't remember, but I just, it's an acronym. Google it. Yes. It's an acronym. Google it. There's lots of a fancy lawyer podcasts about online DCMA and whether or not you can go after them for your copyright. And there's like a certain level at which, yeah, if somebody's swiping your whole website, then it's probably worth pursuing, but a pin on okay. Pinterest. Nah. All right. Last but not least, before we get into the fire round tailwind. Yeah. You love it. You hate it. Okay. Yeah, we use it for a lot of our clients. We do have some clients that pr want to use other ones. They have a few other API approved ones later, Planoly, and I believe Buffer is as well, but I need to double check on that. But later and Planoly seem to be the two. 
because people can schedule with Instagram, you can with Tailwind as well. We find that Tailwind gives a little bit more analytics, but we did do a full deep dive recently on our website as far as other scheduling options. Canva has one now too, if you have a Canva Pro account. We found it to be a little bit clunky and not as much analytics, but you know, Canva is first a design program, not a scheduling tool, whereas Tailwind is a scheduling and analytics tool. So I love it because if I didn't have a scheduling tool, I would forget to pin. <laughs> yeah, I'd kill myself. Yeah. I'll tell you what's been really helpful for me uh, on Tailwind, and this has helped with, even with podcast traffic and the blog traffic, are the tribes on Tailwind, oh, yeah. which, you know, the big, the the big sharing yeah. groups, the, com- the communities. If you, you put some pins in there with the promise that you'll share some pins that other people have put in there. I love it. We even have our own for Design Bloggers United. Oh. Yes, I remembered it. Nice job. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Design Bloggers United is uh, the Darla Powell tribe over there at Tailwind. So if you're not on it, go ahead and request to join and I'll add you to it. But that's been incredibly helpful. And there's a ton of material in there to share. I do like that a lot. Okay. This has been an amazing interview. So I have to ask you now if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. I'm ready. So nervous. <laughs> Why is everybody scared? These are so so fun. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Number one, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? The first word that came to mind was achiever. Hashtag achiever. That's a first. Man, you have five firsts on this episode. Knock me out of the park. I know, you're killing it. You're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one of your favorite foods. What is it? Okay, I have to say, the first thing that came to my mind was water, because I'm addicted to water. <laughs> and I have my water bottle here. And I know there's probably water on this island, but I just... But it's salt water. I, it's salt water. I would die without my water. It's like my left arm at, at all times. Well... So I did say water. To be fair, I think we would all die without water. So I applaud your choice. You're a survivor, and it shows. Thank you. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had an impact on you either personally or professionally. I love the book E-Myth. It was one of the very first books that I read, and it completely transformed the way I saw my business. And I have loved it, referenced it every, ever since, and told everybody. It's a fantastic book. That is a terrific book. And I've read it like three times and probably do for a fourth reading. Kate, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast. Please tell the listeners where they can go to check you out and your awesome sauce services. Yeah, go to simplepinmedia.com and I'm at simplepinmedia on all, all platforms. And if you want to listen to the podcast, it's Simple Pin Podcast. And of course, you can go check out what we're doing on Pinterest because we are experimenting with the video, with the story. So if you want to just get some inspiration, you can go there, which is at Simple Pin Media over there too. Awesome. Thank you so much. And guys, remember, if you're a Wingnut Premium listener, this is not the end of my interview with Kate. Head on over there and you can hear a special extended bonus episode with Kate All and some more Pinterest tips because she's on fire. You don't want to miss it. All right, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You have an amazing week. Thanks so much. All right, there you have it. Simple Pin Media with Kate All. She really knows her stuff. Are you guys working Pinterest? Are you on it? Are you on it a lot? I have found it to be incredibly helpful. Again, people reading my blog, coming to my website, my website traffic is insane because of Pinterest. The bounce rate is better than it used to be because my blogs are a little bit longer, so they stay there a little bit longer. But Tailwind, the app that we mentioned in the tribes, has really been the number one thing to impact the website traffic, but more so the amount of 
visits that I get to my Pinterest page each month. And of course, it, if you're an interior designer out there, I'm going to say the, the H word howls. You're either using howls or using Pinterest as for boards for inspiration for your clients. And it absolutely 100% streamlines the whole design process for us. We can go in there and say, okay, Mr. Mrs. Client, do you have a Pinterest board? If not, okay, here's how you set it up. Here's ours. Follow me, a bonus, one new follower, (laughs) and just share the board with us so we can see your aesthetic for this um, beautiful dungeon that you want to create. And let's let's see what kind of style that you have there. And then we can narrow it down. We can narrow down our choices, our selections, especially if you're doing a flat rate, you know, it saves them money, saves you money. If you're doing hourly, it totally saves them money, saves you time, but don't punish yourself. If you can do it really quickly, you know, charge them a fair amount of hours so you can make a profit. But Pinterest is a very valuable tool. And I really love what Kate said about it's not a destination thing, right? Clients aren't going to hire you from Pinterest so much. Clients aren't going to buy from you on Pinterest so much. So you want to think of it as a, a funnel tool, the top of the funnel to bring people to your more robust ways of creating those lasting relationships, like your email list, like the website, like the blog, like maybe even your Instagram or your Facebook become more super fans of you and your brand. So brand awareness reach is just think of it as extra little tentacles to go out there and grab those people to your brand and to what you got going on over there. And if you couldn't get enough of Kate all, make sure you go over to wingnutpremium.com, sign up for Wingnut Premium. If you're already a member, just hit it up in the app that you signed up with and download today's episode of Wingnut Premium. You can hear my extended interview. Kate was kind enough to stick around for another 15 minutes and drop some serious, serious knowledge on us about Pinterest that is going to help you with your Pinterest marketing. Wingnutpremium.com. And that is it for this week. Remember to go out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. We'll see you next week. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. I'm having a Alzheimer menopause moment. What is it? Oh, Pinterest management and marketing company. <laughs> Kate, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're not too far from military base. So if some C-130s go over, it's not that I'm getting attacked 90% of the time. Good boy, Mango.